Counseling Families with Aging Relatives on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, one of our own uh, ACBC staff members, Sam Stevens, our Director of Counseling Center Certification, is sitting down with Jim Korber. Uh, Jim Korber is the Pastor of Biblical Counseling uh, and Church Planting at Grace Covenant Church in Beaver Creek, Ohio. And they are a training center of ours. And Jim has served for quite some time as a fellow with ACBC. And so uh, I think you will enjoy the knowledge that he gives. And, And can I just say that this is a very important subject, especially as we think about in our country, in America, uh, we see a growing number of baby boomers getting to uh, an elderly age. And as that happens, uh, how do how do younger generations biblically think about caring well for those who are aging? I think you'll find this conversation between Sam and Jim uh, very helpful. So Sam, thank you for sitting down with Jim and, uh, and letting us hear a little bit more about uh, how we would counsel biblically issues dealing with aging parents. Well, Jim, thanks for being with us uh, this episode of our podcast. And so I want to kick off our time together kind of asking you the topic of counseling families with aging relatives. How does this topic hit home personally, first off, with you? Yeah, well, Sam, thanks for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. And uh, it, it really hits home because in God's providence, I was the youngest cousin of an old family. And, uh, you know, as a child, I remember thinking at five years of age uh, that weekends were designed for funerals, apparently, mm-hmm. because it seemed like we were going to one every week. But I had an old family, and um, and, a, and that was God's design for my sanctification. And uh, hopefully, even as we talk to, together today, some of the things I've learned over the years and what he's pointed me to. Um, also, um, in my church experience, uh, I was in an older aging church at one time, and um, as I looked into the topic of aging for uh, you know, a project I was working on, um, I found that we actually are living in a day and age where the fastest growing population are those 65 and older. And that's going to have a huge impact on churches and obviously in our biblical counseling ministry. Uh, it's interesting, I found that um, over the years, um, uh, older folks typically have not sought out biblical counseling. Uh, because they grew up in the years of more integrationist thinking or just um, thinking in terms of modern psychology as being where people went for help. I remember my pastor growing up uh, would often say, well, I can counsel on marriage issues, but for the hard things I need to refer out. And I think uh, that older generation had that mindset. But now Mm -hmm. as biblical counseling has matured, we now have people who are um, in their heading into their senior yeah. years who have grown up in the biblical counseling movement. Praise the Lord. So yeah. I think that's something we can really look forward to, and yeah. we need to be able to help families as they address aging parents. Hmm. Well, moving into um, how we can equip some of our listeners, from your experience, what challenges do you uh, people face today in caring for maybe aging relatives, those that are older? Yeah, so sometimes this generation um, is called the sandwich generation because we have a situation now because of better medical care, uh, because of just living longer lives. Uh, 
people are now caring for aging parents while still taking care of their families. And so that can be a huge pressure on people that can be overwhelming for people. And uh, so there's a lot of challenges that uh, come their way. As I think of some of the other challenges, um, you know, we are um, in a day and age where there's huge cultural shifts morally. And so there's higher divorce rates, there's immorality, smaller families with fewer children. You have grandparents raising grandchildren often. Um, A real utilitarian view of people. And so even when it comes to medical care, um, it image bearer isn't a category for, for many in the medical field, but usefulness is. And that really cuts against the grain of what scriptures have to say. Um, you know, just an abandonment of all the Judeo-Christian guardrails we used to have are having a huge impact on that uh, aging culture and, and on the families that are caring for them, how they even think about their aging parents. Mm-hmm. Um, ageism. Um, so, you know, no longer are aging people treated with respect in our culture. And so this is a, you know, this is a huge issue for, for our aging culture. I remember a common phrase I would hear growing up was, I just want a better life for you. And that really has led to a very narcissistic way of thinking for people. So, but, uh, and if you look at the advertising that's out there, there's an exploitation of aging people. Um, everything from hair coloring to better hearing aids. And those are good things and can be a blessing and a mercy. Uh, but there, there is an industry out there that really would like their retirement dollars. Mm-hmm. So, And do you think maybe that low, that low view from the culture of, of elderly people mm-hmm. or uh, senior people comes from also this pursuit of extending life, extending youth? Mm-hmm. And you see so many products being sold and right. geared towards things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So materialism and a life of ease and comfort really come to play. So all kinds of idols are on the table. And um, and so the those who are caring for the aging may bring some of that baggage with them as they minister to those who maybe have that mm-hmm. baggage. So it, it can be pretty complicated. And that's why the scriptures really have a better answer. Because, well, actually, yeah. that, well, that segues, uh-huh. oh, actually, funny, that, yeah. that segues into this question I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned this concept of the, the sandwich generation as, as um, you know, praise the Lord, as, as medical interventions do improve and life is extended. We do see this kind of anomaly where mm-hmm. you see younger uh, people maybe taking care of their aging parents and things like that. Um, how have you seen people respond from their hearts as they interact with aging relatives and maybe have to take on more care than they maybe were expecting to? Yeah. Um, that really, that question really intrigued me as I um, thought about this topic and did some research on it. Because one of the things I've noticed over the years is that uh, people often respond to their loved ones um, in in ways that seem to be um, uh, not very loving, and and it just kind of intrigued me as to why that would be. Uh, you know, here's a suffering old person who, or older person who perhaps is a bit slower. Uh, maybe their mental acuity isn't quite what it used to be, and uh, and sometimes relatives actually seem angry with that parent or sibling, and so. You know, as I started considering that topic, I think there are many reasons for that, and I don't know that we could actually, um, or I don't know that it would be useful to find out all the reasons. I think the the hope and the help is going to come 
by reforming their thinking to think biblically about it. So, you know, if they're angry because that parent embarrasses them, well, there's an idol that needs to be put off. But what needs to be put on is is a sense of love and care and others' mindedness, um, uh, listening well, uh, those kinds of things. So people respond in all kinds of ways. Pe- people do respond in loving ways. Um, as well. I've seen that. I don't want to make it sound like nobody loves their older parents, uh, but oftentimes there's a lot of frustration there. And it goes you know, from, from one end of the spectrum where you might have somebody who is just kind of low-level frustration to I've even seen in nursing homes where uh, caregivers have gotten angry with those they're caring for and, and uh, physically harmed them. And, and so you know, there, there are responses that are, are are, are taking place because of the heat that's being put on that caregiver that uh, maybe reveals some heart issues that are rising out. I, I want peace. I want comfort. Mm-hmm. I don't want mom or dad to embarrass me. They've never acted. That, maybe even fear. You know, what's, what's, what's happening to them? Is that going to happen to me? And so there's all kinds of responses that I've seen out there. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure our listeners will have seen too. Yeah, well, and, and going to that, maybe for some of our listeners who maybe find themselves in a situation where they are caring for their elderly parents, uh, whether they live in the home with them or they're in a nursing facility, mm. what biblical hope yeah. is there for them? Yeah, these are going to be, for biblical counselors especially, some very um, typical verses we use. But I, I, my mind first goes to Matthew 22, and, um, you know, the Pharisees are now, or the Sadducees had tried to confront Jesus, and now the Pharisees are taking their hand at it. And the Pharisee asked Jesus, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And so as I think about it, that really has to be a starting point. So your, your care for that aging relative really needs to be an act of worship. Uh, first and foremost, where you're you're seeking to glorify God, not please yourself. And it can be hard. It can be very difficult. It can be inconvenient. And so you want to make sure that your your goal is um, ultimately that uh, God would be magnified in how you're behaving, how you're thinking, how you're talking. But then the second commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself, um, you know, I believe as, as you look at that passage, um, Jesus was using kind of um, a header, if you will. So, so the first part, loving God with your entire being, goes back to Deuteronomy 6. And then loving your neighbor goes back to Leviticus 19, where he just unpacks, well, what does it look like to love your neighbor? You take care of the poor, you take, you're just in your court dealings, um, and then you get down to the end. And, and you're even willing to be frank with your neighbor, because to do otherwise would be hateful towards them. And so it should even be uh, a matter of loving that aging loved one enough to confront them with the truth, with patience, with a listening ear, so you understand why they're making the decisions that they're making. But I think it needs to include all of those aspects rooted in the truth. And uh, so we want to love them well through, through those uh, times. So Matthew 22 comes to mind. Uh, another one, um, I remember Dave Pallison said this uh, verse should be the key verse for every biblical counselor, 1 Thessalonians 5.14. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. And he goes on in, in 1 Thessalonians where he says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. 
Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, including aging relatives, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so I think as we think about caring for our aging relatives, we need to bring to, to bear verses like this that talk, talk about being patient with those who are weak, coming, coming alongside side those who are faint-hearted. Um, we don't have time in this podcast, but it'd be wonderful to unpack Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and 12, where it talks about all of the things that aging people are going through, from you know teeth falling out to eyesight becoming dim and being fearful of what's taking place around them because they might fall. And so we need to recognize as we help people um, encourage and as we help people counsel uh, with God's word, their aging relatives, we want to help them to recognize that that patience and kindness you know need to come into play, which reminds me of 1 Corinthians 13, 4, which is another passage I think that would be helpful, where he says, love is patient and kind. And uh, it's going to take great patience mm-hmm. as we help our, our loved ones who maybe are driving a little bit slower, uh, maybe their hearing isn't quite as good. Maybe they're making decisions that we don't quite understand, whether it just be from a lack of hearing or perhaps early stages or full stages of dementia taking place. So we want to help people to to be patient, uh, to adjust their expectations without compromising biblical truth, uh, but we want to help them to to adjust their expectations, at least in, in understanding why they're making the decisions that they're making. Um, Kindness, you know, just buy that relative a, a large print Bible to help them read. Um, you know, think of you know what it's like for them uh, to live in their home, to get to church. Um, I had an aging relative who just stopped going to church, and and everybody's like, "Why did you stop going to church?" And they were assessing a spiritual you know, reason behind this, they were just having problems with incontinence and it was embarrassing. And, and so this, you know, kindness to just, uh, listen well, Proverbs 18, 13, right. We all know that. So, you know, he who answers a matter before he's heard to him, it is folly and shame. And we've had that drilled into us. Well, that's true for our aging relatives as well. So, so those are just some things. There's probably other passages we could go to, Well, Jim, thank you for helping us to, to think rightly about this and see, really, it, it, this is an exercise, as, as most, as you mentioned, most counseling um, uh, problems and topics bring, bring before us is just putting others before ourselves and, and seeing these people through God's economy, through God's eyes. So appreciate the help, and I know our listeners appreciate it, too. Thanks, Super. Jim. Thanks for having me here. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, I know for many of you, this is not a hypothetical situation. Uh, You're actually walking through a situation just like this right now. You're trying to sort out, what do I do with my aging parents? How do I minister to them well? Um, What does it mean to honor them as they get older? Well, Well, Jim, not only in this podcast, but Jim gave a breakout session at our most recent annual conference in 2019 on this very subject. And I want to encourage you to go and listen to that. I think this is a, a subject that we could expand and do do more in to help all of us who are wrestling with these types of issues um, to, to be better equipped, biblically speaking. And so I want to encourage you to go to our website and find this session done by Jim Corber from 2019. We'll have it listed there in the notes. And you can find out that information at biblicalcounseling.com.